Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Hello, Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom or Robots, and I'm here, as usual, with my co-host, Neos Pandora, or Lainey. Lainey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, hello. Here I am. Hello. Here you are. Wow. Here you are. Do, 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 rock you like a hurricane, I guess, hurricane. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back. Hey, uh, we got we got some cool stuff to talk about this week or a, a cool person. One of. Yeah. One of our favorites, I would say. She's a good one. She's, she's a good one. She's a good one. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the Fallout Lorecast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things having to do with Fallout lore. And sometimes we're a little bit silly. So thank you for joining us. We are currently live at twitch.tv slash robots radio where you can tune in on what will most likely be Thursday nights from now on around 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And we're happy to have all of you guys tuning in and everybody who's currently in chat. Thanks for being here and everyone listening at home or at work or at the gym. Welcome to the show. So we have been going through some of the uh, the finest features of Fallout New Vegas, including uh, factions and bits of quest line and places you can go and things like that. And what was it? Two weeks ago, we delved into the Nightkin. We talked about the Nightkin and how they were uh, descended. The ones in New Vegas are descended from the ones that show up in the original Fallout games and how they've declined over time. Right, Lainey? They're kind of in a indeed in a predicament here and in a so pickle or two. They're in a pickle or two. And I mentioned on that episode that we were going to get into more detail about individual Nightkin because there's a few of them that show up in New Vegas that are actually very interesting. And some of the uh, I, I don't know, some of the most. Well, there's a lot of interesting characters in New Vegas. New Vegas has some really cool characters, but I love when you come across some of the Nightkin and you learn more about who they are and why they are the way they are and all of that. And we got some responses from the community saying, oh, my God, I'm, I'm looking forward to these episodes. So we will be diving in today to who, Lainey? Who are we talking about? We're talking about Lily Bowen. That's how you say the last name, right? Or Bowen. B-O-W-E-N. It's either Bowen or it's Bowen. <laughs> so it's Bowen. <laughs> Probably Bowen. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we're off to a good start. <laughs> uh, yeah, as usual, off to a great start. Uh, you get the two of us together in a chat call, and things get a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how that's how we do it around here. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Lily Bowen. I'm sure people who have played the game remember Lily Bowen, but let's go into some details. What do we know about Lily Bowen? So we mentioned her a little bit in that Nightkin episode. Um, so obviously you know that. She is the Nightkin. Um, and if you don't remember what that even means, they're super mutants that were made especially 
uh, special because they're especially formula special. that they made <laughs> to create these um, to these nightkin as compared to normal super mutants was supposed to retain all the things that were good about being human while also making them super beefy, unlike super mutants that kind of lose all their human factors. Right. Super beefy boys and girls. They were they were super supposed beefy. to be the, the, the idea was that we were going to get a Steve Rogers, right? That we were going to yeah, get. They were like, supposed to be the perfect super mutant. Right. Perfect soldiers, but also still super mutants. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. But instead, um, we get Lily Bowen. And so we get Lily Bowen, and she is a sweetie pie. Um, so let's talk a little bit about where she came from, because she wasn't always a nightkin. You know, you have to create them. Um, Lily Bowen was born in 2078, which is one year after the Great War. And so she was born in a vault. She was born in Vault 17. That's where she grew up. And mm-hmm. she lived there up until 2153, where obviously at that point she is very old. <laughs> She's a grandmother. Um, and at that point, the vault got raided. But we'll get into that in a second. So she was 75 years old. And like I said, she was a grandmother. She was just this... This little old lady living in the vault, living her best life. Um, and they got raided by Unity and, you know, by the master uh, trying to get more people to turn into super mutants. Right. And, and she was taken. And if if you don't rec- if you don't know who the master is, because the master isn't referred to a whole lot in the modern Bethesda titles, the master was the original uh, antagonist of Fallout 1. The super mind and human turned mutant who was using the uh, the research that the government had done previous to the war in order to construct his own super mutant army in order to take over the wasteland. So that's the elevator version of who he is. Uh, he looks like a melted head on top of a bunch of computers. So you should look him up because he's, he really does. The pictures are great. They're wonderful. They're, oh, yeah. He's a beauty. <laughs> so sarcasm <laughs> right right so you have this 75 year old grandma in a vault with some of her grandchildren right or some of her yeah. children is it children or grandchildren and grandchildren she and has grandchildren. grandchildren okay and uh, they get raided by a bunch of raiders and then w- what happens well okay so they get raided and she was taken to the Mariposa military base where mm-hmm. they have vats of the FEV the forced evolution evolutionary virus and this turned her into a nightkin. Uh, particularly, she was meant to be an assassin or a spy. And she was part of a group that was led by Tabitha, who you also meet in New Vegas. Uh, Tabitha is the person, is the super mutant that forms uh, Utobitha. So it's supposed to be like a super mutant uh, utopia, you know? Right. And we're going so, to we're gonna have to do her on another future episode yeah. as well. Um, so I, I love this idea of a 75-year-old grandmother being an ideal candidate for a super soldier. Like, yeah. And specifically an assassin. What kind of life did she live before this in a vault where she would be good as an assassin? Like, Well, it's, it's kind of strange because she... She wasn't. She wouldn't be. She was notoriously kind and gentle and helpful and friendly. Yeah. It didn't really make any sense. <laughs> right, right. And we don't have a whole lot of detail about Vault 17. It's not one of those vaults where we really know much about. Um, she and her family are some of the only people that we know come from Vault 17. And mm-hmm. I don't even, you know, just I don't even know that we even understand what the experiment was that was going on there. There's I mean, there's little there was information. One. 
I'm sure there was one. Did, did you find any information on this? Because I, I haven't no, been able I to find anything. No, I don't know if anything. there was one or not. I don't. I mean, obviously it was a vault, so there must have been some sort of experiment. But we don't, we don't know what that was. So no, and she doesn't mention it at all. Right. So as far as I, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she, like we mentioned, she is a strange candidate for this. And even as a nightkin, she was a little different. She was a bit shorter like noticeably shorter than other nightkin um and this didn't impact the way that she engaged with the world as a nightkin at all because she continued to be very brave and still very intimidating despite being a grandmother and short (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah and this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit but when you meet her as the courier and if you have her as a companion which you can you can have her um Yes. She yes. tends to. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. She was and one of my should. favorites. Yes. <laughs> um, she tends to keep herself in between you and the danger. She wants to protect you, and so she'll she'll always step forward. She'll try to block hits in front of you, essentially. And sometimes, because she's very fast, because she's a nightkin, she will charge ahead. And this can be a little bit annoying, uh, depending <laughs> on what you're fighting, right? So if you're just fighting raiders or something, it's it can be nice. But if you're fighting a death claw and she just goes for it, hang back, grandma. Not the greatest. Yeah, yeah hang or, back. Or, or if in my most recent playthrough, if you're going for an explosive build and you're tossing a bunch of dynamite or shooting explosives, then you, you don't want to hit your buddy. I mean, Lily, Lily, back up a little bit. Just, Honey, just hold on. Hold on a second. Let's let me let me clear the area. Let me let me do an initial barrage before you decide to rush in. Then you can clean them all up. It's cool. It's cool. (laughs) So she (laughs) Oh she's pretty cool though in terms of you know how she operates as a nightkin. She has an affinity for um melee weapons over guns and so she really likes swords and things like that which is cool and one of her first weapons um is made uh, it's a sword made from a blade of a crashed vertebrate and which just sounds awesome (laughs) you know like how how can you beat that really absolutely Um, so uh, let me take a moment here i have been watching fortune of fire which i mentioned before where it's a tv show where instead of like one of those you know cooking shows or baking shows where they make things like they cook things and then the it's it's instead they're making weapons like knives and swords and stuff right so i can just imagine lily on that show forging a sword out of a vertebrate blade but that that it sounds like total badass which makes me think what if i were were a super mutant because they use they're, they're very creative about their weapons you know like mm-hmm. big old poles with signs on them like you know fire hydrants you know all sorts of things um what would i use as a weapon because as a super you kind of pick up anything and wield it you're so big and strong like the idea yeah. of a vertebrate blade is is probably a, that's probably a pretty good one especially if you can sharpen that thing yeah and well what's interesting is you know, she was a grandma born in a vault. And so she was in a vault her whole life. What would she know about weapons, really? Um, but as we know about Nightkin, they tend to become addicted to stealth boys. And this causes some terrible, terrible side effects. And she developed schizophrenia because of this. And she has this voice in her head who is named Leo. And Leo is 
the polar opposite to good old Lilibo, and he is ruthless. He wants to kill people. He wants to be violent, and he essentially instructed her somehow. It's in her own head. Who knows how this works? Mm-hmm. But he instructed her on how to craft this sword, um, which is interesting. So somehow she must have had some knowledge. Maybe she picked it up after becoming a nightkin on how to craft weapons. Because ultimately, if it's a voice in your own head, you must have taught yourself. <laughs> yeah, or it, like subconsciously, she picked it up being around other soldiers. Yeah. And just yeah, the environment she was in at, at Mariposa. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and that voice takes on, maybe that voice is the voice of like other soldiers or super mutants that has now formed into some sort of individual who is who is saying things like, the, the kinds of things they would be saying, right? Like, must yeah. kill build weapons well it's interesting is yeah it really does seem like she instead of internalizing the things that typically make super mutants super mutants she has it separate of her own mind so she got all those traits but she can separate them from who she is which is really interesting um and she really i mean she doesn't want to engage with any of that she she takes steps in the future and i'll talk about it to prevent leo from interfering in her life which is interesting. Um, so she worked with Unity for a long time until Unity fell and the master died. And at, w- at which point she decides that she wants to do her own thing and explore and figure out where where to land, essentially. And she lands in Jacobstown, um, which is a settlement. It's led by super mutants, particularly Marcus. And what she does there is she just starts herding cattle. She works with the bighorners. Which is really interesting. Um, she just wants to live a simple life, you know? She's, I mean, she's old. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, she, nice. I mean, she's old. Don't you think you want to settle an, down at some point? Yeah, this is an interesting <laughs> point, though. Like, for somebody who was 75 years old, by that time in your life, you're anticipating uh, the, the limitations of your your lifespan, right? You're thinking about like, okay, maybe I'll only be around for this many more years. These are the things I want to leave for my children. These are the things I want to accomplish before I go. You know that kind of thing. You're 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 winding down. You're you're coming to this understanding of like your own mortality, and then to all of a sudden be given what could be a very extended life, to, like from that point on, and a body that allows you to do things that you never could have done in your own body. The psychology around that has got to be, I don't jarring. Like, how do Mm -hmm. you handle that? Like, okay, well, I guess I'll raise cattle. Like, like what do you do with that? I mean, I guess it gives you kind of a renewed possibility for the future, but at the same time, it could totally mess you up. Like Lainey's internet is doing right now. Lainey, are you still there? <laughs> oh no. Oh, wait. Nope. Nope. She's gone. Uh, chat. Push F. Everybody press F. Oh, she's coming back. Super mutant, Beelzebub says. Welcome back, Lainey. Oh. So, yeah, okay. that could totally mess you up. But she goes to, you know, raising cattle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she has a little bit of an issue with these cattle because during her time at Jacobstown, uh, there obviously are other super mutants there. This is a super mutant community. And <laughs> there are other um, 
just there are other people there that would like to do these big corners harm. And some of these people there have developed a new stealth mutation, which they use to hunt the big corners. <laughs> Um, and these are like Lily's babies at this point. <laughs> she is taking care of them. She doesn't have her grandchildren anymore. She's taking care of these big horners mm-hmm. and she's very upset about it. And so if you meet her, she wants to do something about it, but doesn't feel like she can do it on her own. Oh, oh you're so talking about, you're talking about help. the night stalkers. Yes. The night stalkers, yeah. the, the creatures have developed a mutation. Oh yeah. The creatures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are the ones with the, uh, they're like, uh, they're what? Like coyotes with like faces that look like, the, um, they've got they're fangs and stuff. Looking. Yeah. Like, uh, snakes. Yeah. yeah, so it's not the it's not the people there. Um, it's the night stalkers. It's the it's the, creature. it's That's the creatures. That's right. Sorry, that I are, skimmed. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's the creatures that are hunting down the um the bighorners because it's easy prey for them. These are domesticated cattle. Like they can you know probably come in stealth anytime they want. They don't have, probably don't even have to wait for nightfall to get in there mm-hmm. and take one out and you know take it away. So. Yeah, I can imagine that that's probably a bothering uh, a thing that bothers Lily a lot, especially because of her own nature of being protective and taking care of the things she cares about, the people she cares about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she cares about these big horners until they're, of course, slaughtered. But, you know, I can imagine somebody like that going into a field like this, treating them like her babies, you know, growing them up. And then these night stalkers sneak out of the invisibility spectrum what how do, what does that even mean? i don't even how what is that so they sneak out of the visible light spectrum in order to hunt these things down i don't think she likes it no she's very unhappy so she asks the courier uh, to help her and you can't so if you if you meet lily in the game you are able to assist her with her big horner problem or i guess i guess her night stalker problem <laughs> um right, right. But yeah, it's it's kind of sad though because you you would think she's a nightkin like she probably could make a dent that would you know she probably could defend them in some capacity but she really doesn't think that she can do it by herself. Well, she's probably outnumbered. I mean, think about it, like yeah, something like they're Night pretty nasty creatures. Well, one, <laughs> yeah, they're very nasty creatures. Two, there's probably numbers of them. She can't keep an eye on the big horners twenty four seven, right? So the there's limitations there. Even if she has equipment and the ability to, you know, hunt them down, should they show up, she's probably very limited in her ability to do that at all times. So really, they just have to be patient and wait for her not to be there and then go get their prey, mm-hmm. which a lot of predators are very good at. They they wait until the right time and then they go in and get what they want. So, yeah. So we've got a middle of the show to do where are we going to go after the middle of the show um we're going to talk a little bit about you know being at jacobstown and mostly her mental health actually and then there's some other details too that are fun and interesting but we're going to talk about her schizophrenia a bit (laughs) yeah so stay tuned for wacky wacky psychological hijinks All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office. 
or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Following is a public service announcement from the starter set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the starter set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Hell's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. <laughs> Because one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Patrons, you guys are amazing. There are 48 of you currently, and... It's because of you guys that we can do this show. And I can't tell you enough how much Lainey and I appreciate that. We appreciate each and every one of you. All, everyone, everyone from our $1 patrons to our tippity top, pie man, liberty pie, tier six patron, and even Devin A, who's our tier five patron, and both of those get called out every week. But thank you to each and every one of you guys. You guys are amazing. And you know what? I don't know that I've gone through and did I go through last last you did episode? last episode. Okay. It's been mm-hmm. a little while and sometimes I forget to do this. So if I if you do sign up and I don't give you a call out, let me know. Cause sometimes I forget. But thank you to all of you guys. I can't tell you enough how much it means to me and to Lainey that we're able to do this show because of you. And this is this is what I do full time now. So if we don't get support for these shows, then I go back to doing a regular job and I end up not being able to do shows as much. So um, genuinely from the from the top and the bottom of my heart. Thank you so very much for that. And if you are interested in checking out the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash follow Lorecast and you can get all sorts of different rewards, including ad free episodes, early episodes. We have our absolutely silly and ridiculous banter that usually happens before the episode on a lot of these episodes so you can hear some of the pre-show chat if there's post-show chat about the topic where we go in a little bit more and talk with some of our patrons or i'm not uh some cases our patrons during the patron episodes but also people in chat then if that stuff happens then it does show up in the extended episodes and so um, you might be missing out on a little bit unless you're supporting the show. And like I, like I mentioned, you can get all of that stuff for even just $1 a month. So it's, I mean, you, what can you even buy for a dollar a month? I don't like, can you even get gum now for a dollar a month? I don't think you can for like a pack of gum. I, anyway, no. I, like what's, what's even, what can you even buy with a dollar? Like a can of Coke maybe? That's about it. Anyway, go check it out. Patreon.com slash followlorecast. And thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are absolutely wonderful. If you have any questions. 
questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right. So let's talk Jacobstown. What's going on with Jacobstown? Well, so obviously we mentioned she's been there hurting Big Horner. Um, but she is going through some some troubles with schizophrenia and with Leo, you know, as we mentioned before. And so she consults um, Dr. Henry for some help. He's a doctor in town. And he starts treating her with these antipsychotics. So giving I love, her, you know, <laughs> drugs. I love the picture of this regular doctor, this regular human doctor being approached by this nightkin who is like deep down a 75 year old woman plus and also leo and him going no problem i'm just gonna this is completely untested on nightkin or on super mutants but here let me just give you some sort of dose of medicine i'm just gonna try to figure out what quantity to give you and see if this even does anything because who knows it's designed for humans and you're no longer human but here let's just just try this like <laughs> what is that conversation even like you know like can you imagine a nightkin coming through your office door and being like doctor i need help <laughs> like whoa hey all right um yeah so it's it's a little funky uh but there's an issue with this medication it works Somehow, Dr. Henry got it right, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, one of the major side effects of this medication is memory loss, and that is the last thing Lily wants, because she wants to remember her life before being a nightkin. She wants to remember her family, most importantly, specifically her two grandchildren. Their names are Jimmy and Becky, and she loves them. Um, and so in order to kind of fight against this side effect she only takes her medicine on half doses which i'm sure is great and she uh, likes to listen to a holotape from the last time that she saw her grandchildren and i'm pretty sure it's specifically her grandchildren greeting her like when she like went to see them it's really mm -hmm. sweet mm -hmm. um and so that's what she does in order to try not to forget and for the most part it works um, but she still has to deal with Leo because she's not taking the full dose that that would work. Um, and so Leo still comes around and we talked we talked about him a little bit earlier, but he comes out as this like terrible sociopathic voice in her head. Um, and she she can talk to him. Right. He taught her to make the sword that she has. And he'll often give her instruction in battle to do really gruesome things. And this is I mean. This is terrible. <laughs> so Lily just just wants to be good old grandma Lily again. And I think honestly, one of the things I wrote in the notes is that she essentially because she is so loving and friendly and helpful. She's essentially this perfect grandma, but now with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's great, except for, you know, the amount of awful things she's had to go through to get to this point right and um she likes the courier especially i'm sure if you help her with the big horners and so she likes to assist him in many ways one of them being charging recklessly into battle and another one being uh helping with stealth related things and so that's fun um and she like i mentioned before she doesn't like guns and that doesn't mean she can't use them and she she will 
but she prefers to use bladed melee weapons. And so she has her vertebrate sword and then she can pick up other things, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's cool. And if you hang out with her, because she still does have some of her memories, um, and there's, there's a few things here, right? So super mutants traditionally do forget their memories. And because right. she's a nightkin, she is able to have them at least, you know, as long as they last. And, um, so this is this is awesome. So you really do get to hear things not only from her life as a grandmother, but from before then even. And so a couple of things that I think are cute that she talks about are um, when she was living in the vault, her husband used to make this very, very like particularly strong moonshine. <laughs> and she remembers sharing it with him, you know, back in the day, which is it's kind of fun. And then um, she'll talk about her first kiss when she was a little girl that I think happened in a cafeteria because there's a few situations that trigger these memories. And for this first kiss one, if you most of the time, if you walk into vaults, she might bring it up. But specifically, if you walk into a vaults cafeteria, she'll be like, I remember my first kiss, like whatever, whatever. She'll tell you about it, which is cute. Um, she also just she loves she loves to talk about her grandchildren like that is that just 100 percent the most wonderful thing in her whole life or her grandchildren and she'll talk about them so much that if you are walking around jacobstown other people living there will say things like better watch out lily's been babbling about her grandkids again <laughs> because she just will not stop talking about them but it's so sweet because she loves them so much um and so Dr. Henry went out of his way, you know, working with her to try and find a cure for this nightkin schizophrenia because it's not just happening to Lily. This is a thing. It's just one of the mental illnesses that can come from using stealth boys for years and years and years. Um, and so he wants to really help. And Lily, you know, seeing as this is part of her daily life at this point, wants to assist him despite it possibly... Uh, giving her permanent brain damage running these tests to try and cure it, which I think is, is very noble, you know, because mm -hmm. at this point she, I don't know. She always just wants to help people. It is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's pretty awesome. Um, and so, you know, she's, she's a cutie pie. And in terms of the career, uh, impacting any of these choices you really can determine what the rest of her life looks like depending on your interactions with her and there's a couple of different ways this can go um the first is if the courier helps dr henry then you can create a cure and it helps everybody like the town does great after that because you have to imagine any of the nightkin that are living there uh, are fine now you know like they at least from schizophrenia can now live full happy lives and lily mm -hmm. would be able to truly just be herself without this awful voice in her head um right alternatively you can convince her to take the medicine at half doses and tell her that that's okay you know she's already doing it right and if you keep her like this she becomes so fixated on her memories that she will leave jacobstown in order to try and find anything she can uh from what she knew before perhaps go back to the vault perhaps look for possible family members you know any of that which which is sweet but a little more dangerous for her you know she's still taking her medicine at half doses it's not great um and so that's another that's another possibility additionally you could tell her to take the full dose you know if you're like this is really gonna help you you know screw your past you should 
live as yourself now. And so she can do that and um, she will forget her past and eventually, you know, forget why she even wanted to remember it. And she'll throw away the holotape of her grandkids, which is really sad. Um, but at least I guess she isn't schizophrenic anymore. <laughs> um, and then the last possibility for what you can do with her is that if you convince her to completely stop taking it, then... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what I tried to write there. Sorry, I made a I made a goof in the notes. <laughs> I think you tried to <laughs> just to read it out and then we'll discuss it. I well no, I erased I, erased, I don't even know what that was meant, supposed like, to be. Raving beast. I don't who knows? <laughs> um okay. So the last possibility is that she if you convince her to stop taking the medicine altogether which i guess the logic there is that she doesn't have to i don't even know i don't know why this would be your your choice unless you just want to ruin her life but you can do it um at least remember her grandkids i guess but if she stops taking it then leo basically takes over she can no longer manage him at beyond a certain point and she just becomes the super mutant that perhaps she was designed to be and it's really sad and she essentially just becomes this this killing machine uh and i wrote what a ravening beast what does that mean who knows like ravening dude i don't know (laughs) a raving beast sometimes i get sometimes i get to the end of these notes and i've like gone through so much (laughs) that the last (laughs) few sentences are like Like, who knows what that was supposed to be probably raving beast um yeah so it's interesting that you can convince her not to take her medicine because I guess the thought would be that Leo isn't going to completely consume her so that she can 100% maintain her memories. Like, I'm assuming that would be the justification of, like, don't risk losing these memories at all. And if you can manage Leo on your own, then, then you know, just go for it. Don't be dependent on this medication for for that um but this is one of those dilemmas that i think people should put themselves in her shoes and try to understand what you would do in this situation because it's it's an interesting dilemma for example leo is such a danger to her i mean in some ways is helpful taught her to make weapons and you know defend herself and those kinds of things but can you imagine never being able to escape the presence of somebody who was constantly pushing you towards violence and terrible thoughts and these kinds of things? Like if you lived with this person, you would probably leave them after a certain amount of time. You probably couldn't deal with being around them. The psychological ramifications of and this is something I've learned as I get older and older and older is that psychologically we are not very strong (laughs) like human beings are like we think we can handle things but the fallout psychologically from the the stressful events in our lives leave lasting scars i mean they really do like there's a reason why we need mental health there's a reason why these things are important and when we're young in our lives we think we're indestructible not just physically but psychologically i can handle that i can handle anything and of course not everyone feels this way but a lot of people do and it's just very common to have this sense of like 
I can take that on. Yeah, that job seems terrible and that that boss seems horrible, but I can get through it. And you can, but in the long run, you might have some psychological damage from having to do that. There, like we carry this stuff forward. The conditioning that that causes in us changes us. Um, so imagine that's, that's not even mentioning, you know, truly like traumatic events that tr- can yeah, occur truly in your life. Traumatic. And these are just like minor tra- traumatic events will stay with us as we as we get older and we will think back on them. Um, think about like, for example, everybody has that memory of like that one thing they did that was so embarrassing and they felt like such an idiot. And when they're trying to get to sleep at night, their brain just remembers it. Right. (laughs) And your brain reminds you of that thing that you're just like, Hey, remember when you did this really stupid thing and you're super embarrassed by it and you're like, Oh my God, brain, why do you have to keep remembering that memory? That's a memory sucks. Right. And, and it's like the, the meme with like the troll brain that's like, won't let you sleep. Right. So we all have that. And this, becomes, uh, I don't know, as you get older, you carry all this stuff forward. So to get to my point, how long could you manage to keep somebody like Leo there with you dealing with that every day for an extended lifetime? And she's not going to just, you know, get old and die the same way that she would have if she were a human. She's a super mutant and she could, you know, she's going to stave off disease. She's going to heal faster. We've talked about all that stuff. She's going to live for quite a while longer, if not a long time longer. And will that have an effect on her personality in the long run, having to deal with Leo continually? So at what point? And it will. And it does. He takes over. Yeah. Yeah. So even if she's taking the, uh, the medicine, you know, like even if she's taking that and keeping her, you know, even at a half dose, how long can she keep up with that before she still is no longer herself or she is damaged in a different way than she would have been if she lost her memories? So it's it's really a rock and hard place thing. Do you do you just lose your memories and get rid of Leo and hold on to those hollow tapes? And like write a post-it note on the wall that says, hey, this is who you are. These are memories from your past. You may not remember them, but they're here. And you have kind of a objective third person view of your past based on just the few little things that you have that you can use to remember. And Do what's you... interesting about if you if you tell her not to take the medication is that she can remember. Right. But she still turns into Leah, right? And if you if you tell her to take the medication all the time, then she forgets and she forgets why she even wanted to remember in the first place. Right. So do you, like what's the best situation? Like what would you do in that situation? You know, we are the sum of our memories. We are the sum of our actions and the things that we've done in our lives. So completely losing all of that is extremely traumatic, but at least maybe if she were to go that path, she would maintain her basic personality and be able to build a new future from that point on and be the sweet, kind person that she's always been. If you risk keeping Leo around in order to keep those memories, then, yeah, you keep the memories, but you also keep Leo. And is that how long can you can you deal with that? And if you give up, I think something else. Oh, oh go ahead. Well, I was going to just say, so, you know, the issue of taking some sort of mental health drug right and needing to take it the rest of your life as just a human can be very hard to to 
think of, you know? And if you're a nightkin, you are going to live for hundreds of years. And so as someone, I have bipolar, right? And so unlike, you know, in the past, I thought I was just had depression and like whether it is genetic or caused by something, you know, whatever it is, that's something that you can handle. You can get through with therapy, you know, like there are other options. Um, When it comes to bipolar disorder, you have to be on drugs your whole life, essentially. And so, so I'm on this, I don't know if it's TMI, but I'm on mood stabilizers and on antidepressants. And what Mm -hmm. is interesting about that is that truly I will have to take those every day, the rest of my life in order to just live normally. And so I can really put myself in her shoes of like, do you, in order to keep yourself functioning like yourself, like your, like your actual core self and, you know, not doing crazy things, do you take this medication the rest of your life? And it's it's really hard to think about because I mean, especially as a nightkin, you live for for forever, or at least for a very long time. I don't know that we yeah. know what the full extent of their potential <laughs> not like is, forever, but, forever. But yeah, right, you right. live you live for like a long, right. long time. It's a, and it's an interesting dilemma. Like, what which do you do? And yeah, you have to get used to that. That's something that a lot of people who deal with mental illness have to accept at some point because we like to think of ourselves as like capable of getting over things and and this idea that now I have to be dependent on something and I'm just going to have to stay dependent on that. And on top of that, she lives in the wasteland. So what if she's not able to find another doctor who can get her these drugs? How are they manufacturing the drugs? Where are they getting from? Are they scavenging them? Is she eventually going to run out? You know, like, is this a, well, I'll do this as long as I can, but eventually I don't think I'll be able to do that anymore. You know, like, if she takes enough of them, does she completely quelch Leo out of her brain and then eventually she can stop taking them or does Leo reemerge, you know, like are there and sometimes drugs make lasting changes with our biology. Sometimes they make temporary changes with our biology as long as we're still on them, you know, like there's a lot of questions here. So I have to wonder, what would you what would you do in this situation is holding onto your memories important enough or would you rather make sure that you at least hold on to your personality without those memories and then create like a reminder for yourself in something like put signs up on the walls and write a diary you know spend a few weeks really just writing everything out so that at least you can read it later once you forget to know like okay this is who i was even if i can't remember it I don't know. It's it's a really tough question. And I think that she's she's a tragic character, like many of the tragic characters in these games. Um, but she's she's an awkward tragic character because you don't typically feel much for super mutants, you know, like she's she's kind of like that dilemma that we have with ghouls, just kind of a step further, because for all the, you know, rabid insane ghouls out there that are just going to hunt you down there's generally you come across settlements where there are sane ghouls and you start to learn that like ghouls are people too not all of them are going to eat your brain you know like or whatever um but it's much more rare to come across a super mutant who isn't you know mad with you know just anger and aggression and and wanting to kill everybody you know, like that's she is the sweetest person you're going to come across in the wasteland she is just a sweetheart and you'd never expect that especially from something that looks like a nightkin yeah <laughs> it's way scarier than just a super mutant <laughs> yeah yep. and i love the way she looks um, when you meet her when she's got like the hat on and the and yeah the, she wears a cute little straw outfit, the straw outfit. Yeah. yeah it's kind of adorable it's very cute. um 
something else I just thought of was that, you know, so she ended up with Leo in the first place because of using Stealth Boys. And part of me wonders, is there a limit to where, like, that side effect would eventually wear off if she stops using them? Like, you know, if she completely cuts Stealth Boys off, would she eventually be okay? Um, alternatively, if she stops taking her medicine and reverts, uh, or, you know, turns into this Leo character, then do you think she would start using Stealth Boys again? You know, because that's the thing that Nightkin are drawn to, this this ability to not only be stealthy, but not even be perceived. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't mm-hmm. want to be seen by people. And it, right. it, nothing I read and, no, you know, nothing mentions her struggling with, like, wanting to be perceived or not but i i do wonder if this very uh primal very nightkin version of herself takes over if she will start leaning into that again and if that would just make it worse (laughs) yeah I, i don't know for her what the answer is i think my sense of her is that she has she is different in the way her her biology responded to the nightkin and super mutant treatment in that mm-hmm. she was able to remember who she was. And it, I, I have a feeling that some of those kinds of things didn't affect her the same way it did other super mutants. Um, because she clearly just walks around not stealth. She doesn't say things like she will help you find stealth boys and things, but she doesn't she doesn't crave them. Like You don't get conversation, at least as from what I remember. She don't, you don't get conversation bits from her saying like, must find stealth boy, you know, like, oh, don't like being seen, you know, like you, you don't get that stuff. Um, so I'm my assumption is that she doesn't crave it the way that or or fear being seen the way that other su- super mutant night can do. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. I think that it was just part of who she was for a while, but not necessarily the defining feature the way it is mm-hmm. for some of these other night that we're going to discuss in the future. Um, any last thoughts on this, Lainey? I think this was a really cool episode. No, that's about it for me. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to hear some of uh, our listeners thoughts on the robots radio discord. You guys come hang out with us. Um, and it's easy to get to. You just look in the show notes or search robots radio discord on, on the Googs on the Google or go to robotsradio.net. There's a link at the top. And you can come join us and let us know what you would do if you were in Lily's shoes or what endings you were able to get with her and which how you felt about it. Because like a lot of these things, it's kind of a, a an interesting dilemma and there's not really an easy answer. So let us know what you think. Well, Lainey, you got anything else going on before we head out? Anything you want to share? How's work going? Oh my God. Okay, so I'm not working there anymore. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's kind of sad but um we're having some crazy life changes over there over here so my fiance uh is moving to alabama and just like not not permanently just got back from there yeah i know so that's where that's where her family is from and um she know she she went and then she was like i just want to live in the woods for a bit which i i was saying last episode that that sounds amazing (laughs) and Uh so i was like do it you know like she wants to go and like work on the land and like there's like farms there that her family owns and like i'm sure probably work with some of the animals there and like all this stuff and i was like if there's a time for you to go and do this like now is the time you know and so 
it, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, but because of that, she's going to take the car. And we only have one car because I got in that accident a while ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, unless we can fix up the Jeep, then I will be carless. And so I can't get to another location um, affordably. Because even if I took like an Uber or something, I'd be losing essentially half my paycheck every time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not worth it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm no longer working at the video game store. But what I am doing is I'm working um, back in things that I worked on before I worked in the video game store. So I'm going back into working on um, writing online courses and working in education. I'll probably start talking at conferences again, which is very exciting. And so I think that this opens up a lot more things that I had kind of left behind. And so I'm I'm really excited. It's really sad leaving, but... Um, my boss is, you know, he's a sweetheart and so everything's fine. There's no hard feelings or anything. And honestly, I probably will in my free time, I might go back and just like help him, help him out just out of the kindness of my heart because I really did love working there. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with all that. Um, thanks. (laughs) Are you still going to live where you, I I mean, maybe this is like off, off, uh, podcast conversations, but but no, I'm still, yeah, I'm not moving. I'm gonna be same place I am right now. This room financially, still in everything <laughs> still works out. Everything like you're good. Oh yeah, everything's gonna be fine. I gotta um, ask the dad questions, you know. Yeah, but no, everything. You know, my life uh, otherwise is staying the same. And what's nice about being remote again is that I can I could come visit you. I can come visit my mom. I can visit anywhere. I could go to Alabama for weeks if I wanted to. You know, like I, yeah. I will have that freedom again, and that'll be really nice. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that as as many of you know, I have two cats. Their names are Noodle and Sushi. They are sweethearts. And on my Twitch channel, you can use their little stick, their little whatever, their little emotes <laughs> and all that. Um, but Sushi might be going to Alabama. And oh. so we're going to split them up a little bit, but it probably will be for the better because she has so much like social anxiety and <laughs> she needs um, to get away from the other cat she yeah well <laughs> noodle just he doesn't even like antagonize her uh, necessarily but she at this point is just so afraid of him that before he even does anything she just starts hissing at him mm. and so we just we can't even you know we couldn't even put them together in the first place and so i think this will just be better for both of them to like right have them apart have you considered going with her to Alabama? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that it's the place for me. <laughs> um, I definitely love visiting there. I love, you know, I've, I've said I love being in the middle of nowhere. I love, like, being just out of civilization for a bit, though. You know, I wouldn't want that permanently. And, like, I still love all my friends here and stuff. I wouldn't want to leave them or anything. Yeah. Well, you could go for periods of time and then right. come back so for that's, that's the plan is that I probably will go and visit and hang out. I love, you know, they have like this giant, like it's this really old tree in their backyard. They have, they live on like a full acre and there's this one particular giant tree in the backyard that just the branches go for like forever. And they're low, you know, cause it's just so big and old and you can climb on them and sit on it. Like it's so cool. And cool. you know, they have a fire pit and all that. So it is really nice out there. Um, well, cool. so I probably will visit. Well, I hope it all works out for you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be streaming some more and doing that kind of stuff? Yeah. So that's the other thing is that if I'm working remotely, uh, it clears up, you know, it took out my transportation time. I have more time on my hands again. I'm essentially, I am doing the thing that I was doing before working (laughs) at the video game store. And so life should presume as normal. 
Should presume or resume? Resume. Is that a word? You said presume. Does that mean something? I'm making up words now. Multiple words. (laughs) I I could presume Presume. something about you, but I can't presume my life. (laughs) I don't think that works. (laughs) So I'm not trying to be picky. I was just like, no, it's okay. My brain just isn't working anymore. I've got worms in my brain. (laughs) If I don't point it out, somebody else will. They'll be like, this podcast is great, except for that, that one. The one girl on the show can't figure she can't out words. Say words. Yeah. <laughs> I got two I got two brain cells and I shake my head, you can hear them rattle. Oh good. Oh good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a like a blonde joke that you would hear from like a boomer, you know? Like, this is this like, is my gen this is Gen Z blonde jokes. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Well, well cool. Well, good luck with all that stuff. Uh let, let us know when you're streaming and I'm sure lots of people will jump back in. And if you have a schedule that you set up, um We'll come hang yeah. out and check that out. Uh, oh, yeah, got, so keep your eye out, you guys. Yeah, I've, I've got <laughs> the stuff I've been doing. Um, if you guys are into game, video games, hey, do you like video games? And you uh, are into games that are show up on the Xbox Game Pass, like a bunch of these Fallout games, which do, including New Vegas, then you should check out the Xbox Game Pass and the Xbox Game Pass show that N7 Legend and I do, uh, that's Sam from the Mass Effect Lorecast, and I do every week, where we talk about the new games coming out. We give you some hot takes on some of the new games that we've been trying out on the service. There's tons of stuff on there. And we'll also be streaming those games and playing those games with the community. So there is now a channel in the Discord where, uh, there you go, Lainey shared her her link. Go, go follow Lainey's channel. Um, so it's twitch.tv slash Pandora. So on the Discord, we now have the uh, Xbox, what what did I call it? The Game Pass gang, where people can share their their handles, their gamer tags. It doesn't matter if you're on Xbox or on PC. If you want to just hang out and play some of these games together, you're welcome to share the game, your gamer tag and come hang out with us. We'll be we'll be playing games. I'm I'm happy to have some new friends to play Xbox games with because it was never my it wasn't my regular like console of choice. But now that I was able to get an Xbox Series X, I should be able to play more games with people on Xbox. Which will be you have fun. both now? I have both now. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, it showed up. <laughs> You're living my dream life. <laughs> <laughs> it showed up on a, like a, I saw a Twitter announcement that was like, Best Buy has these in stock, like last week. And I was like, huh, seven minutes old. I wonder if it's still in stock. I clicked on it and it was like, went in my cart. And I was like, huh, what happens if I check out? Because sometimes you'll get a check out and be like, sorry, it's not in your card anymore. And it was like, how do you want to pay? And I was like, well, I guess I'm buying this because <laughs> I'll either keep it and use it, which is the main idea here because I do shows about the Xbox Game Pass and now I get to play those games on Xbox and on PC. Or I was like, you know, worst case, I can just sell it again because somebody else is going to want it, you know, or whatever like even if i don't scalp it i could just sell it at cost to somebody because somebody's gonna want it so i was like all right so i got it and i set it up yesterday it's pretty cool it's pretty awesome so yeah maybe i'll buy it from you (laughs) (laughs) we've been wanting to get one i mean you know you just have to afford it but yeah well i've been talking to my roommate we've been talking about like both like pitching in to buy it and like owning it as a as a household Sure. And so I mean, <laughs> Maybe. I've got the um, the Xbox one if you guys need an Xbox at all. And that plays. No, we have. You have an Xbox got, one. You just don't have a series something. X. You got something. Yeah. OK, well, 
And also, <laughs> did you know, Lainey, that you can get Game Pass, uh, you can still right now, three months of Game Pass Ultimate, which is Xbox Live and Game Pass, for a dollar. Three months. Whoa. Three months for one dollar. Are probably you do sponsored? That. Oh, wait, Microsoft totally does. <laughs> yeah, see, look, look over there. Look above your head on the stream. We are an Xbox Game Pass affiliate. We're a Microsoft affiliate now. <laughs> so, yes. So that's the other thing. And I've mentioned, I believe I mentioned this on the show before. But if you use the code bit.ly uh, slash, what was it? Uh, XBG Pass. Then you can um, you can get that deal. And we get a little bit of a kickback, which is pretty cool. So there you go. Lots Confirmed of fun stuff. that is the link. It works. It works. I just tried it. It works. It also works <laughs> even if you go to other stuff on the Microsoft site. So if you use that and you get to that Game Pass page, but then you're like, eh, instead I'm going to buy Windows. We'll still get like some kickback for that. So, but cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, all sorts of fun stuff. But uh, like, that's cool. But the thing I'm most excited about is more people to play games with which is really what I want to what I want to do. And with all the games on Game Pass, it's like you could play a different game every night with a group of people who are all part of this Xbox, you know, Game Pass gang that we're putting together and it should be awesome. And even and here's the other thing, even if you're not if a member of the Xbox Game Pass, if you have those games, we can still play together. So like Destiny 2 is on there, right? You don't have to have Xbox Game Pass. If you own Destiny 2, then we could play together. Or I mean, there's just tons of games like uh, GTA or uh, Red Dead Online or Battlefield or, you know, any of the games on there or Halo when it comes out. So you can be part of the Xbox, the Game Pass. Oh, my God, I can't say words. The Game Pass gang and just play games with us when when you can, whether or not you X, have Game Pass. The XBGG. XBGG. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start stopping and about this stuff. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um we really do like hanging out with you guys and love to see your chat stuff in the live show. So thanks for being here. Uh, tonight, we would normally have the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Turns out that we have a pre-recorded episode that we need to put out for Elder Scrolls. So we won't be live tonight. And uh, Stuart is away and not able to uh, do a live show for the D&D Lorecast, although we will still be putting one out. It'll just happen um, on the recorded versions so like there won't be a video version of it it'll just be audio version of it uh, so that's still happening it's just no live show tonight so i might be back tonight to just stream games and hang out with people so that should be a lot of fun too so maybe i'll do that maybe laney if you're around maybe we could play games or something yeah, that'd be fun maybe you should get game pass oh here's the other thing you can do on game pass real quick real quick even if you don't have a series x with game pass ultimate you can stream things from the cloud which means in a browser, because they just released this like two days ago, you can play Xbox Series X games in a browser from the cloud without having an Xbox Series X. Let me say this again. You can just open up whatever crappy laptop you have, open the browser, go to xbox.com slash play, sign in, and if you have Ultimate, Pick a game and it streams to your browser. And as long as you connect a Bluetooth controller to your computer, it just work. It just works. Like Todd Howard likes to say, it just works. I've tried it. It's amazing. There's a little tiny bit of delay, little tiny bit, but you can totally do that. So that's just a, it's just a buck. 
You should go do it. It's so fun. You can also do it on your phone, which is even cooler. Look, reflections on my phone. Look at that. Look, it's us. Look, there's there's me. There's you and the reflection on the phone. That's cool. All right. The great Xbox cheat code. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's it. We were done with the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We We hope hope you check check us us out. out. Thanks. Thanks!